It's Twitter Tuesday here on Locked On Nittany Lions. We're going to answer some of your questions. And, of course, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl, best commercial, worst commercial, and happy anniversary to the Big Ten. I'm Kevin McGuire, and this is Locked On Nittany Lions on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get started. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, it is Tuesday, February 9th, 2021, and we are another day closer to the start of the 2021 Penn State season. Yeah, I know. We haven't officially started that countdown just yet, but we're going to, I think, starting this weekend. So if you follow us on all of our social media channels, get ready. We're going to start that countdown. We're going to be counting down the Saturdays until the first game. And then I think maybe when we get around to 100 days or so, maybe we'll start another countdown that'll go in sync with that as well. But anyway, you are here now. We are here talking some Penn State football, and we want to make sure you never miss a single episode. So subscribe to this podcast on whatever Whatever podcasting app you may be using today to listen to us, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Radio.com, Amazon Music. Like I said before, there is no shortage of ways to check out this podcast and all the other great podcasts across the Locked On Podcast Network. So subscribe, rate, and review. Your ratings and reviews really do help us as we continue to try and grow the podcast. Make it something that's going to continue to expand bring in some more listeners. We want you to have this as something you want to share with your friends and family. So leaving your reviews and your ratings are only going to help us continue to do that moving forward. And of course, you can stay connected with us on all of our social media platforms, including Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and of course, Twitch, all using the same username of Locked on Nittany. Now, usually I do a little spiel after I give you a little bit of a heads up of what we're going to talk about in today's episode, but we do have some fun topics because we obviously have seen the Super Bowl. We are going to talk a little bit about that. We'll talk about my favorite commercial and my two least favorite commercials kind of go hand in hand. I'm very curious to see what you guys have to say as well. But of course, it is Twitter Tuesday and we always have fun with that. We're actually bumping that up to our second segment this week. I've got two questions I'm going to throw your way and of course, I'm going to react to them as well. And then in our third and final segment today, we're actually going to take a look at the anniversary that is being celebrated this year by the Big Ten Conference. So with all that out of the way, let's go ahead and get today's episode underway. Well, if you're like the millions and millions of people around the country on Sunday, you were watching the Super Bowl, the commercials, the halftime show. And what do you know? Once again, Tom Brady proves to be one of the best quarterbacks this league has ever seen, the world of football has ever seen. And of course, he takes home his seventh Super Bowl championship. Congratulations to the Penn Staters are on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers team, though, including Chris Godwin, Donovan Smith, and A.Q. Shipley. Now, A.Q. Shipley was on the injured reserve. We've talked about that before, so he obviously did not play in the game. Donovan Smith, of, of course, a starting offensive lineman helping to protect Tom Brady uh, because, you know, if you ask me, maybe Tom Brady isn't able to do anything unless he's got Donovan Smith on that <laughs> offensive line. But, of course, uh, Tom Brady's got a pretty good track record, so I think we can give him the benefit of the doubt. But it's always cool to see some Penn Staters get a chance to not only play in the Super Bowl but win the Super Bowl. And things got off to a really good start for Tampa Bay as far as the former Nittany Lions are concerned because the first play of the game – is a pass to none other than Chris Godwin. And I, I had a little bit of fun uh, last week kind of predicting what Chris Godwin was going to do in the Super Bowl. And I talked about the the, the value 
of having a former Nittany Lion really shine in that big Super Bowl spotlight. So I, I was a little optimistic, <laughs> I guess I would say, with what Chris Godwin was going to do uh, because we know how good of a wide receiver he is. Now, obviously, he's not necessarily the top wide receiver in that Tampa Bay offense. They've got a couple of pretty good options already, but Chris Godwin certainly is a very solid contributor to what they do offensively. That was not necessarily the case in the Super Bowl, though. Even though the first pass of the game goes to him for a very short game, he ends the game with only two catches, I think, for nine yards. So he uh, obviously did not have the kind of impact that I was hoping he would have on the game. Obviously, Tom Brady, Rob, Greg, Rob Gronkowski, they've got that chemistry. Two touchdown passes to Gronk. Uh, I think another one to Antonio Brown. Is that correct? Um, but either way, we saw that uh, the Penn Staters didn't necessarily get those highlight reel plays. So that was something that I was hoping we were able to see, maybe get a chance to see maybe Chris Godwin scoring a touchdown because even though Donovan Smith, I'm sure, had a, a fantastic effort, <laughs> because it's very difficult for um, uh, offensive linemen to be your star players in a game that you can take as a footage for highlight reels, recruiting reels, all that good stuff. So Obviously, having Chris Godwin scoring a touchdown would have been pretty cool to have playing on the loop in the uh, the football facilities as recruits are able to take those tours. But bottom line is you've got three Penn Staters who are going to be getting Super Bowl rings, and that is a selling point all on its own. Again, Chris Godwin, Donovan Smith, and A.Q. Shipley getting Super Bowl rings. Now, uh, there is always the, uh, the halftime controversy, I think, on Twitter because Every time the Super Bowl halftime show pops up, one of the first things I think of, I cannot wait to see half of my Twitter feed absolutely hate the Super Bowl halftime show and the other half being okay with it or really enjoying it. And I don't know about you guys, but I feel like it gets a little played out, all of this hate that the Super Bowl halftime show gets. I was kind of looking forward to seeing what the weekend did. And I know that there were some audio issues. I can't hold that against the, the artist anytime that that happens. But, you know, I was entertained. I, I thought visually it was pretty interesting to watch. Uh, there were some definitely uh, unique things going on with the, 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 the choreography in the, the halftime show. And that's fine. You know, the halftime show is not for everybody. It's for somebody out there. And there's a little bit of something different uh, on a regular basis. And the halftime show is not always going to resonate with everybody watching the Super Bowl, with as many people that are watching, you know, the game, some people are watching specifically for the halftime and for the commercial. So if you don't enjoy the halftime show, shut up. We don't need to hear about it. And it doesn't matter what you think about the halftime show. Some of them are going to be great. Some are going to be very good. Some are going to be mildly entertaining. And that's all I'm looking for. I'm looking for just a chance to just sit back, relax, and be mildly entertained. It's not a high bar for me. Maybe that's just me. I'm, I'm very easy to please. I feel like the halftime shows for a while now have been entertaining. So I've got no problem with it. Uh, and honestly, I just like some of those songs <laughs> that the weekend played or performed at the Super Bowl. So I, I was looking forward to hearing them. If you didn't like it, though, yeah, shut up. I don't, I don't really care. Uh, as for the commercials, yeah, it was a rough year for commercials. But you know what? It's been like that for a long time. You're only going to get a few good commercials anymore in the Super Bowl because they're just too darn expensive. You can put all that money or those resources into just putting something up on YouTube 
or on Twitter, uh, and you're going to get just the same kind of reaction or impact that you would have had. And maybe you're connecting in a different way on Instagram and on Twitter and on YouTube. Uh, you know, the, the value of a Super Bowl commercial, I don't think has nearly the same impact that it once did. That said, I got to say, Bud Light, it always has a fantastic commercial as far as me, I'm concerned. Again, I just want to be entertained. I want to have a reason to laugh. And Bud Light nailed it out of the park, I think, with their Bud Light Legends <laughs> commercial where they kind of mimic the portal scene in Avengers Endgame. They bring back all of these stars from Bud Light commercials past. You had the Bud Bowl bottles. You had the Dr. Galakowicz, which was one of my personal favorites of all time. And uh, who else did you have? Uh, you had so many different people from different Bud Light commercials through the years come back. You even had the, uh, the Real American Hero voiceover guy. Uh, which I don't think we've ever seen before, or maybe we did, I don't remember. But you, you certainly recognize the commercials or you remember the commercials. And there was a lot of nostalgia throughout a bunch of the commercials, including the Bud Light one. And I thought that Bud Light had the, the best commercial. They were at least the, the one that I enjoyed the most, I think, was the Bud Light commercial. I also liked the Eminem commercial <laughs> where they were apologizing for something and then doing that same thing as they're handing the person they're apologizing to a bag of Eminem's. Uh, the, the Doritos commercial with Matthew McConaughey, I thought was a really funny commercial too. So those were some of my favorites. Now I will say that there's always bad commercials during the Super Bowl, and it feels like that's been more and more the case over the last few years. I had no idea that there were two competing oat milk companies going head to head. And I think the fact that this Super Bowl had no commercials from Coca-Cola or Pepsi opened up the door for somebody to take advantage. And who knew we were going to get two different companies with an oat milk product. First of all, oat milk is a thing. Yeah, maybe I'm totally out of touch here, but apparently oat milk is such a thing that it warrants two different companies investing in Super Bowl commercials for their oat milk product. I don't remember the names of them. I don't care what they are. I'm not going to have them. I actually just bought a gallon of milk on my way home from work today. Uh, no, it was not oat milk. It was just 1% milk from a local dairy. Uh, that is fine with me. I'm not changing my ways. Maybe that's just me. Again, hey, if you're an oat milk uh, consumer, more power to you. Everybody has something that they can enjoy. Everybody likes something different. And that is why the world gave you chocolate and vanilla, Coke and Pepsi, McDonald's and Burger King, Pizza Hut and Domino's, there is something for everybody. So maybe I didn't like it. Maybe you did. Just like you didn't enjoy the Super Bowl halftime show, I did. You know, we can go our different ways. We can like our different products. But I was a little surprised that we had two oat milk products going head-to-head -head with Super Bowl ads. Speaking of ads, let's go into one right now. And if you're looking to find some parts for your car or your vehicle during these winter months, you want to make sure you are ready to hit the road, look no further than rockauto.com. That's right, rockauto.com. They are the family business that has been serving customers with all their auto parts needs for 20 years. And there's a reason why they do that. It's because they are making it so simple, so stress-free. They are going to make it incredibly easy to find all the parts you need. All you do is go to rockauto.com. Enter the make and model of your car or truck, and it brings you up the entire catalog of everything they have available for your specific vehicle. So bookmark it, go to their website, and that way you have an easy directory anytime you're in need of anything for your car. It doesn't matter if you're looking for headlights, flashers, a uh, air freshener, oil filters, whatever the case may be, rockauto.com is going to have you covered, and they're going to give you the best prices available. It doesn't matter if you're a professional or a complete novice like me who knows absolutely nothing about cars other than what they're driving and how it starts. 
rockauto.com is going to make it incredibly easy for you. So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Don't forget to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with a brand new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from all of our local experts across the Locked On Podcast Network. So start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcast. Hey, while you're at it, make sure you are subscribed to Locked On Nittany Lines. Leave those ratings, leave those reviews, really help us grow here in the year 2021. So as I said before, today is our Twitter Tuesday episode, which means that we are going to answer some of your questions or some questions that I have found on Twitter that I just want to throw into the conversation as well. And that is the case today. Uh, Remember, if you want to participate in our Twitter Tuesday episode, make sure you follow us on Twitter at LockedOnNittany. And every Monday, make sure you send in your questions or your comments uh, to our Twitter channel at LockedOnNittany. And we will try to include them or as many as possible. And if they are in by usually around 3 p.m. Eastern, they're guaranteed to be answered in the podcast. So lots of time to think about your questions for next week. And of course, make sure those questions are in and your comments are in. We'll get them into the conversation uh, for next week's edition of Twitter Tuesday. So our first question today uh, relating specifically to Penn State comes from Matt Scott or MT Scott 2 on Twitter. And he wants to know who is the next college and future star on the Penn state roster. Now I've got two names that quickly come out to my mind when I hear this question. Uh, and I don't think I'm going out on too much of a limb. Uh, I really like the running back situation at Penn state. I think he finally is going to be a pretty good running back for the Nittany Lions. However, if I'm talking about the offense, it has to be Jahan Dotson. The star wide receiver, one of the best wide receivers in the Big Ten last year. I don't know how he didn't get more recognition from those all Big Ten teams at the end of the year or some of the the analysts that have scouted the wide receivers in the Big Ten. The fact that Jahan Dotson is coming back to Penn State next year is huge. And the fact that you've got a new offensive coordinator, you've got an uh, experienced starting quarterback in Sean Clifford. I think Jahan Dotson is in for another really solid year. He is the guy that emerged as the go-to wide receiver. A lot of people expected that to be the case, but I think as we saw more and more of Dotson making some of the plays that he made, especially early on against Ohio State, uh, he made some fantastic catches against the Buckeyes. Obviously, Penn State didn't do a whole lot else in that game against Ohio State, but I really felt like you saw some of those highlights that gave you many signs of encouragement for what Jahan Dotson was going to be in this Penn State offense. And he certainly carried that on throughout the rest of the year. Had some big performances uh, throughout the year, made some big catches, lots of big plays, uh, including starting that last game of the regular season with a a long touchdown catch and and run. So I I think Jahad Dotson is clearly the star of this offense going into next year. uh, And I don't see any reason why I would back down from that right now. Again, I really like the running back situation, but if I'm looking for a playmaker on offense, it's going to be Jahan Dotson. So I do think that he's the star of this offense going into next season. On the defensive side, I don't think it's a real stretch to say that Brandon Smith, linebacker, I I think he's going to be a complete animal 
I think as far as his defense is concerned. I know um, you know he had some moments that he probably would have liked to have back, but you also saw some really good things from what he can do. Now, the defensive side of the football, uh, there was so much focus on what Micah Parsons was um, you know, the, the, or the absence of Michael Parsons, what that meant to this Penn State defense. But, you know, Penn State's got some good defensive players. They've got some good linebackers. They don't have a Michael Parsons, but I think a guy like Brandon Smith is certainly capable of being one of those star guys that's going to gobble up all the tackles. And I think the fact that you're going to play, hopefully, a full regular season next year, I think Brandon Smith is going to hear his name quite often. Uh, we could be talking about 100 tackle guys. So I think you've got a linebacker that's capable of tracking down the football the way that Brandon Smith is. You know, Avoid some of the mistakes that you had last season. And this goes for anybody on the defensive side. But I really do feel like uh, Brandon Smith is probably going to be the, the main guy on that Penn State defense going into next year. We'll see what happens throughout the spring. But I really do feel like if you're looking for a guy on defense to really set the tone, I think Brandon Smith is that guy. So I would go Jahan Dotson on offense. I'd go Brandon Smith on defense. Now, this next question, <laughs> I'm actually stealing from somebody I follow on Twitter uh, who does a terrific job in the Louisville market covering uh, Louisville Cardinals athletics. Uh, that would be Nick Coffey. If you follow him on Twitter, he is at the Card Connect, hosts a radio program on 790KRD. He doesn't know I'm stealing this question yet, but I am going to let him know that I'm using it in this podcast. Uh, but I, I, I liked the question and I responded to it, but I'm going to respond it to you here as well. It's a, it's a hypothetical situation. It's a real life situation. Okay. You're at a gas station and you pay for your gas ahead of time using cash. So when you pay in cash, I think just about everywhere, you go inside, you pay the cashier, you hand over whatever amount you say, $25 on pump six, whatever the case may be, hand over the cash, you go out and pump the gas. You don't use quite as much gas as you paid for. So obviously you're entitled to go back inside, get your change for that pump, and then you can move on. So what happens when that situation arises, you go back in, but now there's a line. Let's say there's five people in line. What do you do? Are you allowed to cut right to the front of the line and get your change? Or do you have to sit in, at the back of the line and wait just like anybody else that was just walking into the store or the, the, the cashier's office for the first time? I am a firm believer that you go to the back of the line. You know, that line is there for a reason. Those people that were in there, you don't know what their situation is. Maybe they're waiting for change. You are not entitled to go to the front of the line and ask for your change just because you paid in cash and you didn't use it all. You go to the back of the line. You wait like everybody else. We need to have order. We need If we have lines, we have to respect those lines. And those lines are there for a reason. Like I said, there could be three other people in that line of five that are just waiting for change for their uh, gas pump. Uh, we don't know what the situation is. So don't assume anything. Don't go in there and just barge right to the front of the line and say, I need my change on pump six. No. You wait like anybody else there. I don't care if somebody is there to buy milk. I don't care if somebody's buying a gas station hoagie or a gas station hot dog. First of all, why are you buying a gas station hot dog in the first place? Why are you buying a gas station hoagie? Don't do that. Unless it's a Wawa, don't do that. Don't, unless it's a Sheets, don't do that. Uh, I haven't tried out Royal Farms, uh, so I'm not going to comment on that. But no, I do think that you go back in looking for change for your gas pump. You wait at the end of the line like anybody else. And I think that that is absolutely the only acceptable answer here. I'm surprised that there are a few people that say that you're allowed to go to the front of the line. No, <laughs> that is absolutely unacceptable as far as I'm concerned. And anyone who would think otherwise is a heathen. And I don't want to have to deal with them. They need to go to the back of the line as well. So that's my take. I want to know what you guys think. 
put yourself in that situation. You pay for gas with cash and you're now going in for change. There's five people in line. Are you allowed to cut to the front of the line or do you have to go to the back of the line? I say go to the back of the line and wait your turn. You know, you're not in that much of a hurry and you're certainly not that important. So go to the back of the line like anybody else. That's what I say. Let me know what you think. Reach out to us on our Twitter account at LockedOnNittany. Front of the line or back of the line, I want to hear from you guys. And that will also let me know that you listen to today's podcast. So follow us on Twitter at LockedOnNittany. Front of the line or the back of the line, let me know. All right, so the big game is over, but that doesn't mean you have to get on the sidelines when it comes to gambling online with BetOnline.ag. BetOnline has everything covered, whether you're looking for college hoops action, NBA, NHL. Hey, if you just like watching TV or you like watching award shows, they've got lines and odds for everything that's imaginable. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's totally free to sign up. And on top of that... If you use the promo code locked on, they give you a 50% welcome bonus on top of your initial deposit. And unlike any other sports gambling website out there, this is not a limited or capped bonus. It doesn't matter what you're putting in for your first deposit, they're going to give you 50% of that first deposit. So if you deposit $100, they're going to give you $50 into your account. You deposit $200, they're going to give you $100. It can go on and on. You get the idea. This is no deal that anybody else is able to offer other than betonline.ag. That's why they're the only place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. So sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On. Get that 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than the Game. This week, Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Erica Aie of Locked On Women's Basketball discuss the opportunities and challenges that come with being a black woman in sports. Subscribe to Locked On Presents podcast feed on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. So it turns out this is a pretty big milestone year for the Big Ten Conference. The conference is celebrating its 125th anniversary since the conference was officially founded Uh, Way back when, that was the official day was yesterday, but this upcoming season will be the 125th season of what is now Big Ten football. Obviously, this did not start out as the Big Ten Conference. It most certainly did not start out with 14 teams. In fact, it once had nine teams. And of course, it was the Big Ten for a reason. It had 10 members for a very long time. But it started out with just seven members. And it's a really good trivia question. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people probably are aware of uh, one of the members that helped found the Big Ten that is obviously no longer a part of the Big Ten. But the seven schools that came together and formed the Intercollegiate Conference Athletic Association, as it was known at the time, were current Big Ten members Purdue, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, Northwestern, and Michigan. But perhaps one of the most notable names to join this group way back when was the University of Chicago, a once former college football powerhouse. If you don't know your college football history or your Big Ten history, go back and do some research here because the University of Chicago was one of the top programs 
in the Big Ten, in the nation. It was one of the key football schools when this conference was originally formed. Along with Michigan, although I think Michigan came along, kind of emulated what Chicago was doing before eventually, obviously surpassing Chicago. But you know, once upon a time, Michigan versus Chicago was a big nationally relevant matchup. I was going to say nationally televised game, but that certainly wasn't the case back in the early 1900s. Of course, the University of Chicago uh, eventually went on to kind of uh, reduce the emphasis that that school placed on football uh, athletically. Their skill, their overall talent was quickly diminished. It quickly became uh, far surpassed by everybody else in the Big Ten, including Michigan. And eventually that led to the decision to just put football on the shelf at the University of Chicago, really just focus on those academics. It was the pure Big Ten school um, MO at the time. And obviously they do play football today. And that's one of the reasons that I think that it would be really cool that if the Big Ten during their celebration, their 125th year of football, found a way to recognize the University of Chicago, allow them a little bit of that Big Ten spotlight once again. And I floated this idea out on Twitter. I would love to see the Big Ten coordinate something with the University of Chicago and some other team in the conference to allow the University of Chicago play a game in a Big Ten stadium or just get a chance to be on Big Ten Network just for one game this year. Uh, Just find one game on that schedule and allow them the opportunity to play on Big Ten Network in honor of the 125th anniversary. You can celebrate the history of Big Ten football, and you cannot celebrate the history of Big Ten football without alluding to the University of Chicago. So even though they may no longer be a member of the conference and haven't been for decades, I don't see any reason why you just ignore that key part of the history. And so I floated the idea out on Twitter, and I mentioned the University of Chicago's football program uh, specifically in my tweet about it, just saying that it would be pretty cool for the Big Ten to coordinate with the University of Chicago, allow them to play a game in a Big Ten stadium or just have a game on Big Ten Network. And not surprisingly, the University of Chicago's football program Twitter account is very much on board with that idea. They retweeted me uh, saying that they were all in on the idea. I would love to see it happen and I hope that it does, or at least I hope that there's some recognition of the University of Chicago uh, along the way as the Big Ten celebrates their 125th year of being a formal conference. Now, like I said, obviously, uh, it was founded with those seven members. I think Michigan State uh, came in and came out at one point, uh, but obviously your 14 members of the Big Ten now are twice as large as when the conference was formed. The addition of Penn State was a big one back in the early 90s. Eventually, of course, later on with Nebraska. And, of course, most recently with Rutgers, the first college football program out there. And, of course, the Maryland Terrapins. So the conference has come a long way in 125 years. We mentioned in a podcast last week how much the, the SEC is raking in in terms of their revenue shares. The Big Ten fully expected to be on the same level. And if you take a look at the revenue shares that the Big Ten's getting now and where this conference was originally founded and the kind of vision that they had for the conference, I don't think the people that came together to form this conference way back when, 125 years ago, had any idea where it would be today. It certainly probably would not uh, be on the same wavelength, I think, as far as their ideals for what a conference was going to be at the time and, and where they saw it going. Somewhere along the way, uh, the game changed 
And the Big Ten was at the forefront of many of those changes and really capitalizing on a lot of those new opportunities that were far from even envisioned 125 years ago. Games on TV, nobody would have even thought of that uh, back 125 years ago, let alone having your own channel for the Big Ten, uh, specifically on a cable platform that people have to pay extra money to receive on their television screens. Again, 125 years ago, nobody's even thinking about football on TV. And look where the Big Ten is today. So 125 years ago, since the Big Ten was officially formed as the Intercollegiate Conference Athletic Association, I fully expect that this will be a good year for the Big Ten Network and the Big Ten Conference to really celebrate the history of the conference and really take a look through uh, the, the over a century's worth of collegiate athletic achievement and advancements within this conference. Uh, obviously, uh, there should be some Penn State highlights along the way, but again, I go back to saying that you absolutely have to include the University of Chicago when you're taking a look back at the history of the Big Ten. That's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for spending your Tuesday here with me on the Locked On Nittany Lines podcast. I am Kevin McGuire. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. You can also check out my college football work on AthlonSports.com. I actually got a Penn State article coming up later this week, maybe early next week. I forget exactly when it's actually posting, but I'll be sure to share that with you as we start to look forward to the 2021 season. You can also catch me on Patreon at patreon.com slash Kevin McGuire. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on whatever podcasting app you're using to listen to us today. You can also check out our Twitch channel to watch the live recording and editing of these podcasts throughout the week as they are being put together. So make sure you follow the Twitch channel at Locked on Nittany and turn on your notifications so you do know when we go live. You can also follow us on our other social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using the username Locked on Nittany. Got the Instagram account back up and running this week, so make sure you check that out. We've got some new posts there in the last day or so, so make sure you stay connected with us on Instagram. And, of course, always catch us and connect with us and tweet at us on our Twitter account at Locked on Nittany. So, again, great stuff across the Locked On Podcast Network. We've got all of your teams covered, not just Penn State. you got an NBA team, an NHL team. If you're already looking forward to Major League Baseball, go check out all the different podcasts covering all of your favorite teams on the Locked On Podcast Network. Don't forget to check out Locked On College Football and Locked On Big Ten for continuing Big Ten and college football coverage on the podcast. That's going to do it for me. Thank you so much again once for listening. Have a great day, everybody. We'll come back and we'll do it all again tomorrow. Sound like a plan? I thought so. Go 1-0 today. We'll go 1-0 as well, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Have a good day, guys. I'll talk to you later.